Eagles Entertainment. Eagle Eye in the Sky is fueled by Gatorade, the official sports drink of the Philadelphia Eagles. Anything that moves, I don't care who it is. Just do Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. Touchdown! You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Fran Duffy. That's right of the week. We've got another joint practice today as Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, fueled by Gatorade, continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 348. At the top of this week's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with both Ben Fennel and Chris McPherson about what we saw from the practice field today up in Florham Park, New Jersey, as the Eagles took on the New York Jets for the first of two joint practices before the team's third and final preseason game here this Friday. We've got a lot to break down on both sides of the football. I studied mostly the offense, Ben and Chris, they were over with the defensive side. So we've, we will cover both sides of the field today. Uh, a lot of action to take in up here in North Jersey. Before we get there, there just a quick reminder. Jump on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a comment. Appreciate everybody that has given us your support as we get closer and closer to the start of 2021. That said, let's get into it. I'm excited to talk through what we saw today on this practice field. It's time now for Chalk Talk. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, guys, let's jump right in now as we get to our first practice that we took in here from Florham Park, New Jersey. C-Mac, Ben, uh, a lot to see here uh, as these two teams took part in their first joint practice. Uh, both sides of the football, it was a lot of really good action out on the practice field. Beautiful facility uh, up here for the Jets. C-Mac, uh, let's go to you first with uh, some transactions uh, and some uh, some injury news as well. Uh, guys that are coming back and guys that uh, we got some bad news on from an injury standpoint as well. So basically from a roster standpoint, the Eagles had to get to the 80 player limit by Tuesday at 4 PM. So they made the following moves in the last couple of days because it's been a while, fellas. Uh, they waived wide receivers, Jamon Osmond and Hakeem Butler center, Harry Kreider linebacker, Joe Osman with an injury designation. He had been sidelined with a concussion as well as cornerback Lavert Hill. The Eagles also placed Jason Kroom. He suffered a knee injury against the Patriots on season-ending injured reserve. Uh, so in his place, they signed tight end Kerry Angeline, a downtown East Chester Springs, Pennsylvania product. Uh, from an injury standpoint, great news seeing Javon Hargrave back out on the practice field today. He was an absolute monster out there against the Jets. Uh, Fletcher Cox, meanwhile, limited with a groin injury, took some reps in team drills, but Milton Williams did a lot of the work there with the first team unit here on Tuesday. Yeah, and I think it just uh, it's good to be able to see some of these guys uh, get back out of the field, even like a young guy like Jacoby Stevens back out there. Um, you know, it's good to be able to see some of these guys get some good action here before the end of the preseason. Uh, guys, I guess we'll start with just big takeaways. Uh, C-Mac, I'll come to you first. You went over, uh, you spent a lot of time in the defense. I know, Ben, you were over there as well. Um, your big takeaway here uh, from the first day of joint practice with the Jets. I thought the defensive line was outstanding. I mentioned Javon Hargrave already. Brandon Graham was very active as well. Josh Sweat contributing. Uh, I thought overall the Jets struggled to block. And this is a Jets offensive line that's been remade. You know, Joe Douglas, uh, you know, obviously comes from the Eagles school, wants to have a strong offensive line, wants to build in the trenches. And this is its last couple first-round picks on a tackle. Elijah Vera Tucker at guard this year. Uh, Morgan Moses, the veteran who's here 
offensive line. And I thought the Eagles defensive line did overall um, just very, very good job of picking up, especially for Hargrave, because you didn't want to see him slow down too much with the ankle injury. Injuries are what kind of slowed him down in 2020 from having a fast start. So great to see him bounce back and continue the strong camp that he's having. So I'm, I'm just going to say that I thought the defensive line was very good. Uh, good to get a couple takeaways as well by the defensive crew as well. So, uh, but another monster effort from the defensive line. Well, let me just piggyback off of that there, guys, because CMAC, I completely agree with you. I think the D-line's been the strength of the team through the summer, certainly was today. I think Javon Hargrave has been practice player of the summer, certainly was today. And Milton Williams sliding in with that first team in place of Fletcher Cox. I thought Milton Williams had his best practice of the summer. So I thought a lot of things kind of stacking together and not just in one-on-ones or not just in team, they were dominant against the run, the pass, variety of play action concepts from the Jets and Michael Floor they threw at them which meant you know sometimes they had to read run and convert the pass or maybe Brandon Graham is getting double teamed by a running back tight end off play action all sorts of variety of schemes where I thought the defensive line really set the tone inside out and then yeah they let Zach Wilson extend some plays and he made some nice throws certainly a lot of eyeballs on their uh you know top dollar quarterback and everyone wants to see their high draft capital offensive line and Makai Becton and Vera Tucker, who both were up and down for different reasons. Becton, I think, left practice early. Vera Tucker, I think, only participated in team, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't see him in one-on-ones, but that right side, I mean, Greg Van Roten from our backyard at UPenn, Fletcher Cox got after him. Milton Williams got after him. And, you know, I'm just really happy to see the young guys kind of step up and a guy like Hargrave really come back into form uh, as we expect. It feels like Milton Williams these last two weeks has really come on, right? Right, Ben? I mean, it, we see, you saw him uh, flash today. I know you, you wrote about him a lot uh, in your write-up for our practice notes article, which should be up. By the time you're listening to this, should be up uh, on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles mobile app. Um, you know, Last week, I know he flashed as well. It's just good to be able to see. I mean, it's the case with a lot of rookies, right, where you don't always hit the ground running day one. But you want to see them put, you know, kind of stack things together. And I think we're starting to see that with Milton Williams, but, you know, day after day, week after week, improve each and every, each and every time he takes the field. You know, and France, something we talk about, you know, all the time, or whether you, you know, in your walk of life, two things you control your attitude and your effort every day. Listen, Milton Williams makes mistakes out there. He slips, he misses hand moves, he, you know, maybe lines up incorrectly. What does he do? Plays with incredible effort. And we saw that today with him just chasing the ball down the field, you know, from sideline to sideline, playing with high energy. And I think that's a great message for young players and rookies to say, you know what, you're going to get your butt kicked out there. You may take a bad step. You might not get off the ball, but you control your attitude. You control your effort. And Milton Williams definitely seeing the effort out there today. The other thing I want to add about Milton Williams, obviously changing his body to grow into the role and the fact that he's learning both end and tackle. He's not a rookie that's just getting to master one position, so to speak. He's playing both, and he played an extended amount at end, so it was great to see him slide inside. And, you know, you guys obviously know more about the college tape from Louisiana Tech than I do, but uh, great to go see him almost go home inside and dominate the way he did here on Tuesday. And to me, Ben, you brought up a point earlier about all the different things that this Jets offense is going to present, and it's how you think about it a little bit different 
than the Patriots offense that the defense saw a week ago, right? With the Patriots, it's what? It's a lot of downhill gap schemes. We saw lots of traps and whams and powers and everything between the tackles, you know, with the, with the Jets. And, and again, I was watching the other side of the ball. So, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but like uh, it feels like, you know, there's going to be more perimeter action. It's a lot more like stretch action and boot away from that. So uh, as a defense, there's a lot that you have to worry about. You have to process very quickly. And uh, you mentioned that with Brandon Graham, like, all right, like I'm playing run, run, run. Oh no, now it's a pass. Now I've got to get back. So, so I think it's really good to be able to see them as they get more and more comfortable uh, in that defensive scheme. Let, let's transition now over to the offensive side of the football. And for me, guys, I, I watched a lot of the offense today. Um, you know, I watched the O-line, D-line, one-on-ones. They happened right in front of me, the Eagles O-line, against the uh, New York Jets defensive front. But for me, watching the team periods, watching the team action, which took place uh, relatively right in front of me as well, the quarterbacks were really sharp today. And I was just going through my notes. Like, you know, I kind of I, – try and chart every single, you know, take a note on every single play and I'll put a star next to something like, all right, I want to make sure I write about this later. Or I want to make sure I talk about it on the podcast. I feel like I wrote down a bunch of really impressive throw and catches. So whether it was a, a nice catch by the receiver or a nice throw by the quarterback, just from Jalen Hurts, he had a nice sail route to, to Zach Ertz. He had a really impressive throw to uh, to Jalen Rager on a scramble. It was a nice sliding catch from Rager. He hit Travis Fulgham on a deep curl route. Where I, where, where I was sitting, I was like, oh, the, that ball's out on time. And he hit Fulgham just as he turned. He hit Dallas Goddard in stride on an over route. He hit uh, Jalen Rager on a corner route. It was a nice nice catch in traffic from Jalen Rager. Uh, an out-and-up route went 40-plus yards downfield to Dallas Goddard. He hit that scramble uh, to Quez Watkins on a leaping catch and a scramble drill. So you're just seeing all of these plays stack up stack up stack up really nice throws nice catches by a bunch of these receivers he also had some nice scrambles uh as well today um you know i was standing next to, to john clark uh the host of uh, eagles game plan which you can check out uh coming up here in a couple weeks uh, over on nbc 10 but uh john clark was saying he kind of looks like mcnab with the way that he takes off just the way that he kind of carries himself uh once he hits the second level then he at the two minute drill at the end of the draw at the end of the day leads the offense down for a touchdown but then Joe Flacco, too. I mean, Joe Flacco looked sharp. He hit a nice seven route there uh, to Rich Rod for a big play downfield. He hit a, a shallow crosser to John Hightower that was in stride, in traffic between defenders. He hit uh, J.J. Arthiga white side on a sail route. He led the offense down to a scoring drive in two minutes. I just thought between Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco, both quarterbacks today, really, really sharp in team drills. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Hurts because on the bus ride over to practice, he took off his headphones and looked back at the receivers and told them, I'm in the mode. So he let them know that he was coming ready to practice. He was feeling himself and he was confident wanting to put on a show for the guys. And I think everyone kind of saw that. They looked at the leader. They looked at the quarterback and say, if he's feeling it, we're feeling it too. Um, Because I didn't get to see a ton of offense. Saw a little the one-on-one. Saw those competitive uh, team drills at the end of practice. I thought Rager was strong in the parts that I saw. Obviously finishing off with the uh, sprint out touchdown. Yep. There, I thought Fulgham had a couple of nice catches today. I thought he bounced back nicely for him. So uh, Watkins went up, you know, skied over the defender to make that one catch. Um, but I, I thought, you know, completely agree that both quarterbacks there, both Hurts and Flacco, were dealing today against this Jets defense, Ben. You know, it's kind of funny. You know, there's several plays where I'm arguing with the guys to the left and right of me on whether the play was blown dead or not. I thought both defensive lines, even the Jets and the Eagles, looked really good. And when you have quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Zach Wilson that really excel out of structure, improvisationally, breaking the pocket late into the down, it gets to be a weird cat and mouse on the practice field on when you blow the play dead. So there were some where I saw a defensive lineman right away and I kind of relaxed and then the ball's still in the air. And it's a really nice throw late in the down by Zach Wilson, throwing a laser to the sideline. 
I look to the left and right. I'm like, that didn't count, right? Blown dead, blown dead. No, it counted, it counted. And it's almost this weird, you know, philosophical debate after plays to figure out, did that count? Did it not count? Would he have been sacked? Would he have escaped that? And you don't really know on the practice field. These types of quarterbacks, they're gamers. You need the lights to be on. You need that, you know, uh, real football to be played to really kind of get an assessment of what they can do. It draws a, it draws some uh, controversy, I think, with the coaches and the players afterwards. No question. Because no question. They have- the defense is saying they won the rep. The quarterback saying, no, 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 I was going to make that three-tech miss and break the pocket and look downfield. And I think they're each kind of arguing on who deserves the points and the wins. I liked Wilson, though. I mean, first time seeing him up close. Strong arm, live arm. You, you talked about the mobility. I liked what I saw from uh, the number two overall pick, though. Um, it was just fun being able to see him coming off seeing Mac Jones, uh, I think the 13th overall pick of the Patriots last week. Sure. Hey, by the way, I mentioned the one completion uh, that Jalen Hurts made to Quez Watkins downfield. Watkins went up, and it was like a you know above-the-rim catch. Very similar, actually, and same part of the field as the one he had in that, in that open practice a couple weeks ago. Very similar looking play. Uh, and this time, uh, Watkins actually stayed on the ground. He was a little bit banged up. So a couple of guys went over and, um, you know, they're, they're checking on him. And it was funny. I had never seen this before. Uh, so they're down to talking to him. It looked like it was one of the trainers. Uh, Devontae Smith was over there. Jalen Hurts and another receiver as well. And I'm assuming that Quez was like, yeah, like, I'm good. Just give me a sec. I'm good. I'm good. But they all picked him up, like literally like one guy grabbed one leg, another guy, another leg, two guys grabbed each arm and they just lifted him off to the sideline. Then he got up and he walked to the uh, to the trainer tent. He came out a couple minutes later. So he was good. He he went back in practice. Um, So it wasn't anything major. I never seen that where four players literally just like lifted him up and carried him 15 feet uh, over to the sideline. It was uh, it was really funny, but uh, it was a really, a really good play uh, by Quez Watkins, which uh, I guess to me, like, if I'm looking at the offense, it was not the play that I actually think the best play was the the big one to Dallas Goddard, which almost the exact part of the field. But this was a deep ball, a deeper throw within structure from Jalen Hurts. And this was perfectly placed outside the uh, outside the numbers, like over the shoulder where only Goddard could get it. Goddard looked it in over the shoulder. I mean, it was it was a big time throw, big time catch. Uh, really, really liked that. And I, I couldn't see who the outside receiver was, but it looked like it might have been John Hightower, I believe, uh, was who I wrote down in my notes. So um, the Hightower kind of like took the top off and opened it up for Goddard down the sideline. So uh, it was a, a really, really impressive throw and catch. I don't know if you guys had any individual plays that stood out to you. Uh, ben, I'll come to you first. Was there a one individual rep that stood out to you from today? Well, let me steal two real fast, and we'll touch base here on the turnover machines. And the end practice, Andrew Adams on the back end, really nice interception. Looked like he was playing kind of a half field, reading the quarterback. Beautifully thrown ball, just over the fingertips of the tight end, right in the hands of Andrew Adams to end the day. But in the previous period, Josh Sweat poked that ball out from the running back. I don't know if you guys noticed that. He set a real violent edge outside, and these inspector gadget limbs just came back into the B gap inside of him and poked the ball out so clean. That ball went perfectly through the running back's arms onto the ground. I don't know where those limbs came from, but Josh Sweat's a guy playing really fast, really confident. And, you know, we talk about stacking practices. He's starting to stack seasons and he's getting better and better and better and better. He had a one-on-one rep today against big Makai Becton. Probably the best get-off I've ever seen from Josh Sweat. This guy is getting fast, confident, and I'm really excited to see him in 2021. T.J. Edwards uh, recovered that fumble, so I, oh, it did was he? hard Good. to okay. see. Yeah, it was hard to see who came up with it, but you you assume at this point that's going to be Sweat with those long arms. <laughs> right. Andrew Adams, speaking of him, great note about the interception. He also did a great job 
it was Darius Slay was in coverage against a receiver. I want to say it was Jeff Smith. And Darius Slay, deep ball, great job in coverage, batting the ball up in the air. But it was in position where Smith was able to almost catch it. Well, Andrew Adams came over and smacked it down to make sure that the, the play finished incomplete. So uh, another good moment there by Adams showing range. Uh, trying to think if there's one play that really stood out to me. I like the Rager touchdown in that two-minute drill situation, uh, largely because it was also the play he scored his first career touchdown on. It was very oh, similar to that. Yeah. Um, so I, I will, I'll point that out. But it was he also drew a penalty to help extend the drive earlier. Um, so it was actually Dallas Goddard had a – another penalty in the end zone that got him to the one yard line. So uh, I thought a good job by Hertz and the offense moving the ball down the field, but I'll just go with the capper there um, because not only did Rager scores a touchdown, there were a bunch of fans. It was, you know, there were tickets made available by the jets for fans. And of course, Eagles fans got a good chunk of them. Uh, strong contingent of Eagles fans there today. And they erupted in an EAGLES chant. Um, so it was a great, great way to kind of, uh, take over the uh, turf there in Florham Park. You guys were much smarter than me because you guys were down on the sideline on the field. I I took, I was like, all right, it started. Uh, I was up on a roof of like the, like one of the you know parts of the building there where the press conferences were being held before practice. So I'm like, all right, I'll take in the start of practice here and we'll see how this goes. So I watched one-on-ones from that vantage point. I'm up high. It's where I'm where I used to watching football. And then the offense there on the middle field, which was right there. I'm like, all right, I'll stay right where I'm at. By the time they went to that two-minute drill, C-Mac, I was th- looking at the clock, and I'm looking. I'm like, by the time I get down the steps and all, I had to like go a full circle around the field. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Jimmy Kemsky was standing there. He made it before the first play. He booked it and was over there. Uh, and I was like, uh, props to Jimmy for making it over there. Uh, I, I, I unfortunately, when I'm watching the Jalen Rager play because it's on. It's happening like. I mean, it had to be 350 yards. I'm going like Pythagorean theorem here. It had to be like 350 yards away from me. I'm like, yeah, I think that's a touchdown. (laughs) I think that's 18. Uh, You guys saw that a little bit better than I did. But uh, yeah, it was a a really impressive day uh, on both sides of the ball, it seemed like. We get a, I, didn't, a I didn't know figure? where you went, Fran. I was about to send out an Amber alert for you. I didn't <laughs> see you on the sidelines out there. I didn't know if you were out there, uh, but you're up in the sky on the roof, I guess. That's right. Yeah, it was a, it was a good day of practice. What do you, I guess uh, to round this out, what are you guys excited to watch on day two? We'll see. Maybe we'll switch things up tomorrow, um, You know, like we did last week where, Ben, uh, maybe you'll focus your eyes on the Eagles offense. I'll watch the Eagles defense. So I guess for me, like watching the Eagles defensive line against this Jets offensive line, which because like you mentioned, I mean, they've got uh, two first-round picks over on the left side there uh, with uh, you know the guys that they've taken over the last couple of years with Beckton, um, yeah, namely Beckton because he is just so – he's got the ability to be one of the best tackles in the league. So uh, excited to see this Eagles defense front work. Is there anything that you guys are excited to watch here day two? I, I want to go over to the offense and, and yeah. see Jalen Hurts have command and uh, just showcase his skills against this uh, Jets defense. So we got to see little glimpses of it today, but uh, obviously we'd like to take in a full session of it. So seeing Jalen Hurts in action, because we don't quite honestly know how much we're going to see of him on Friday night in the preseason finale. It could be a situation where depending on how much work they get between yesterday or I should say today and tomorrow, uh, Coach Sirianni might say, eh, you know, I don't I don't need to see the first-team offense. Maybe I only, only need to see a couple series. Um, so it's still up in the air. So just trying to uh, see as much of Jalen Hurts as possible, especially considering that it's different this year because there's like a bye week now in between preseason finale and the first team. So that's obviously going to also factor into how much do these guys play or how much do we see of them in the preseason finale because they have a whole week off before the regular season opener on September 12th in Atlanta. 
Ben, is well, there I'm going to be paying attention a little more to the uh, the Jets' defense tomorrow. I'm going to be flipping sides of the ball, and I want to see our stable of pass catching backs and Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell and company against the variety of linebackers they have. We know C.J. Mosley, big Jared Davis uh, from the Lions coming over. I know he got a little banged up. We'll see if he's good to go. But then the rookies, Jamie and Sherwood at Auburn, Hamza Nazarlene at a Florida State. These are some long-limb safeties that played in the box in college, and now they're through and through linebackers. But they're athletic, they're rangy, they're long limbs. I want to see them match up against, you know, Miles Sanders and Pass Pro or have to cover them out of the backfield and see uh, their type of athleticism. You guys know I crush on the rookies and love watching those young guys and seeing who's going to have a role with the teams uh, for for that projected projected season there. So let's put Elijah Moore, Vera Tucker, Zach Wilson to bed. I'll be on the defense, guys. Yeah, Moore can fly. Elijah Moore was impressive in practice. The little bits I saw of him today. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of red zone work based on the rumblings I was hearing uh, at the end of practice. And I think there's going to be a bunch of red zone work. So it'll be uh, some good battles. Tomorrow, I like that little those. running back Michael Carter out of North Carolina. I just looked late. I heard a big woo. He caught one down the field on one of our linebackers. I didn't see how he did it. But he's a guy that may be making some big plays for that Jets offense. North Carolina, Michael Carter, fourth round pick. Oh, give it a little fancy advice uh, to, to wrap up the podcast there, Ben. Good stuff. Uh, well, guys, we'll be back here tomorrow to break down day two of joint practice action between the Eagles and Jets. C-Mac, Ben, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Well, great stuff there from both Ben and Chris, who you can follow on Twitter. And while you're at it, I'm at EaglesXOs. That's where I post all the podcasts I'm a part of and all of our X's and O's content that we produce here with Eagles Entertainment. And you know how much I appreciate everyone that promotes this podcast on any form of social media. But the best way to support this show is to go on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, leave us a rating, and leave us a comment. I want to give a shout-out today to Michael J. Infoman PA, who left a five-star review saying, Fran, I didn't see the All-22, but I was at the game high up in the stands against the New England Patriots. And as you know, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon pretty much used vanilla cover two all night long. Do you think that, that means the Eagles will be prominently a too high safety look defense? Also, do you think that restricting the defense to one kind of coverage in preseason games is effective in preparing players for multiple coverage schemes once the season begins? So, Michael, it's a good question. Obviously, there's a few things to unpack there. Uh, I would say, look, yes, they, they – Defense and the offense have both been very, very vanilla. And Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni has been outspoken. He has said this multiple times here this summer that that is an advantage for this staff coming into week one against Atlanta is that no one in the NFL knows for certain what this offense and what this defense is going to look like schematically on both sides of the football. You can kind of guess, but this is the first time Jonathan Gannon has had a defense in his form. This is the first time Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen have put together an offense in that form, right? And obviously you've got uh, all coaches on both sides of the football that are contributing to that, right? So that is a, an advantage that they don't want to just give up too easily. So they're purposely being extra vanilla, even more vanilla than you would expect in a normal preseason. So yeah, defensively, uh, it's been a lot of, you know, basic too high shell. Do I think that that means that we'll, we'll be predominant or prominently a too high safety look during the regular season? Yeah. I mean, the, here's the thing about being a, a too high split safety defense is that you have the ability to still go to a split to a uh, single high look. If you want to go to cover three, or if you obviously want to play uh, cover one, if you want to play a man defense, you can still do that. You can rotate out of that. Um, uh, so I think that no matter what, if you line up too high pre-snap, that doesn't prohibit you from going one high. You don't know when that's going to happen. You don't know which of those safeties is going to do the rolling. But uh, you know, I think that you're going to see a plenty of those kinds of looks coming into the season. And also, as far as what that means in terms of being vanilla here in the summer, 
Remember, uh, the Eagles played – it was something in the in the 80-ish uh, realm in terms of how many snaps they played defensively last Thursday night. It was the same amount the previous night. So that's 80 snaps right on defense. If you say that over the course of a week of practice, and even if you just did those two joint practices against the Patriots, I mean, you're getting into the, the realm of you know 80 to 100 per day on, that, on each of those. So uh, if the Eagles practice four times a week – and you've got 100-ish reps uh, defensively on each of those days, what you do in practice, you, you might weigh that a little bit more than what you're seeing in the games, especially if you're not trying to give up that advantage, right? So, uh, you know, the Eagles, they've said how much they value these joint practice looks, and, and I've talked about that here on this show uh, almost on a, on a daily basis here uh, as these joint practices have gone on. You're getting those high-urgency reps going up against another opponent, against a look that you haven't necessarily seen every single day over the first 10 practices or so of camp. You're getting that urgency. You're getting that, that play speed is going to go up a notch in the joint practices, but you're saving your body because it's not tackling to the ground like you would be in a preseason game. And uh, you can still you know, expand on what you're doing schematically because, as I've mentioned and as Nick Sirianni mentioned last week as well, uh, you're only, only the team that you're practicing against is going to get that film. So you're not giving the Atlanta Falcons a look at what you're going to do schematically or the San Francisco 49 or some of the teams the Eagles play early on in the season. So uh, that is the benefit uh, to taking that approach. But good questions there, uh, Michael. Really appreciate your support. Thanks so much for the five-star review. Thank you to everyone out there for your continued support of this show and all the rest of our podcasts here on Eagles Entertainment. That being said, I think that'll do it. Another show in the books here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast fueled by Gatorade. For everybody here at the Novacare Complex, I'm Fran Duffy. We will talk to you next week.